Okay. 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 Let's do this. Let's do this. The world has been taken by storm by non-fungible tokens, or as you've probably heard of them, NFTs. They are going crazy. They're the new collectible that you can't touch because they're non-fungible. They operate on the blockchain and people are going freaking nuts. Let's talk about it. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? Okay, so you guys know that I love to start off with a good old-fashioned definition. So, NFT, per InvestorPlace.com, it stands for a non-fungible token. It's an electronic token representing something unique, say a digital piece of artwork or a website domain name. These tokens, in turn, use cryptocurrencies like Ethereum or Cardano to run and validate end quote. So you have to realize that the NFT isn't the thing itself. It just points to the to the thing and it represents that you actually own it. So for example, the NBA, they've been selling some NFTs and they've been selling like highlight reels and things of that nature. And recently, actually a LeBron James highlight reel sold and it sold for a pretty pretty hefty amount of money. So here's the thing. An NFT can represent essentially anything, essentially anything. If it's a unique item that you can lay a legitimate claim to, you can create an NFT for it and make money trading it. But there are limits. And I quote, easily substituted items like dollars or Bitcoin, for instance, can't become NFTs. There must be something some differentiating factor to stake a particular claim on. Non-ownable things also can never become NFTs. A seller might try creating an NFT representing the planet Mars, but no sane investor would buy it, end quote. So that means you actually have to be able to lay claim to something. And lots of the times, there are very, very heavy agreements that signify that claim. And it's also very stringent agreements around what you can do with that NFT after you purchase it. So here's the thing. Are NFTs good investments? Because just <laughs> uh, how, how do I say this? Just looking at it, it sounds like it's just gambling. That's what it sounds like. So, for example, the famous nine cat GIF sale for $590,000, it could have only reached that because of, of its popularity. And it's an incredibly popular GIF, and it sold for almost $600,000. Also, a LeBron James highlight reel, 
it sold for $200,000. Meanwhile, less famous players, their, their reel sold for around $9. So, and I quote, in other words, to make money from NFTs, investors need some unique insight into the assets that they represent. So, I, I, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So investing in NFTs, it, it involves a little bit. So of course you have to have a leap, a leap of faith because you're investing. If you're putting two, three, four hundred dollars into the market, heck even a thousand, you have to have faith that whatever you're investing into is actually going to grow. So and you also need to realize that it always comes with risk. But if you understand that risk, then you can certainly invest. Now, here's the thing. How do you reduce your risk? You need to ensure that when you buy said NFT, no one else actually owns that property off the chain already. So this is what's a little more difficult. And this is a direct quote from Investor Place. In the real world, an entire industry of title insurance makes sure you're not buying a property where the seller has faked his or her ownership. But in the world of NFTs, you need to do your homework to ensure you're not getting an altered or copyrighted item. All right. So very, very important. And I feel like, you know, as this world of NFTs grow, then... Hopefully there will be more checking and more validation in place to ensure that you're getting something and that you're actually going to be the owner. And this isn't something that someone else can lay claim to. Now, how where do you actually go to to buy NFT? So first and foremost, there have been a few reputable places pop up and per investor place, which, of course, I'm going to link this entire article to. We're going to talk about the first two. Rarible and OpenSea. So Rarible, they're the actual largest NFT marketplace that has hosted more than 30,000 users in the past month. And most of these sales are for small pieces of digital art worth in the tens or hundreds of dollars. Next is OpenSea. They're number two and it hosts fewer users but has more volume because of its higher ticket items. Users can buy domain names, digital art, and trading cards on the site. Kind of harking back to the NBA and you know they have the top shots and things like that so what's funny is that we're always looking for something to collect heck I collect Pokemon cards and Magic the Gathering and all sorts of little trinkets around here I guess the interesting part from my perspective is that an NFT is something that you can never touch such as a highlight reel it's it's incredibly interesting, but hey, NFTs in a nutshell. Holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.